When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Industry leading, difference making, tomorrow shaping, world changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. Hello again, friends, and welcome into the Gamecock Central Radio Podcast. Emerson Phillips with Gamecock Central staff writer Colin Taylor. Looking forward to the start of Gamecock football just nine days away from the season opener against North Carolina State. And, Colin, we've got an injury report today, a number of Gamecocks nursing some injuries right now, and we're going to talk about what's going on up in Raleigh with North Carolina State. They suspended five players. In fact, uh, they dismissed two players from the team and suspended three others as a result of three separate sexual assault incidents that have been reported at a party that took place at a student housing complex back on July 21st. So all these players at North Carolina State are freshmen. And let's start there, Colin. I know there's not a lot of information available because it is an ongoing criminal investigation. Police in Raleigh have not released a lot of information about it to this point because it's still under investigation. So without trying to get into the specifics of what went on that night, let's talk about you know how the players that have been dismissed or suspended uh, might have impacted the game against South Carolina. Obviously, this is not the most pressing concern. The sexual assault is the major story here. But from a Gamecock perspective, fans might be wondering were any of these five players going to contribute against the Gamecocks a week from Saturday? Right, and so they dismissed two players and then suspended three while handling it internally. Um, right now, looking at the list of guys, they're all freshmen, uh, and really only one was expected to have kind of a big, I guess, big role. There could have been other guys that factored into the rotations of things, but... Uh, Aaron Collins, the running back, was the only real guy that um, was expected to have any kind of impact on the game, really, from what um, we're hearing. But nothing, I mean, it's obviously a, a horrible situation and nothing, you know, details are still kind of trickulating out. But uh, from a Gamecock perspective, um, nothing really changes. Uh, NC State's still going to have the majority of, you know, redshirt sophomores and juniors and seniors uh, playing come September 2nd. But uh, Aaron Collins was that running back that uh, was expected to play, uh, work into the running back rotation for NC State uh, September 2nd, who has now been suspended um, by the coaching staff. We're recording on Thursday. The story broke on Tuesday, so information still coming out about this investigation here. And, you know, on a, from a slightly different perspective, Colin, psychologically, will there be any effect on North Carolina State? You know, this could certainly be viewed as a, a black eye for their program. I don't think there's any two ways about that. And, you know, I wonder if psychologically this isn't uh, something that's hanging over the program going into the first game of the season. Could that be a factor? I think so. Uh, especially, I mean, obviously with something as big as this, with sexual assault being accused by different people in separate instances, 
um, it, it's going to have an impact on players' psyche throughout the games, uh, throughout the game, and throughout you know the nine to ten days leading up to the game, which we're at right now. Uh, so, you know, I, I think these guys are right now just looking forward to the chance to being able to go out onto a football field and take a deep breath for three and a half hours and not have to worry about the situation. Um, I think they're going to play probably a little bit tighter to begin the game, just because you know, obviously, the beginning of the season, but it's you know, different, you know, they're, they're trying to not think about it. So they're going to play, they're going to try and play this, which in turn makes you play a little bit tighter, I think. Uh, but over the course of the game, maybe halfway through the second quarter and whatnot, they're going to relax a little bit. And I think that's when the real game obviously starts. Um, so I think they're going to play a little bit tight to begin with, just because of everything that's going on and, and being the first game and then loosen up um, somewhat. You know, closer to halftime. The five NC State players could face criminal charges, obviously, and more information continues to come out about this, but no charges have been filed as of our recording on this Thursday. But all five players disciplined by head coach Dave Doran and the North Carolina State Athletics Department and their school administration for violating the code of conduct that is in place for student-athletes at uh, North Carolina State University. So we'll continue to monitor this situation, certainly not trying to downplay uh, the importance of the story itself, but just wanted to give our fans, our listeners, a little bit of perspective on how this may impact the game. So we'll turn our attention now, Colin, to Gamecock injury report here. And we got five players to talk about today, the first of which is Stephen Montak, a starter in the secondary a year ago, stress fracture in the foot. He's been wearing this walking boot for about 10 days. And Muschamp said earlier this week that he is still uncertain if Montac will be available for North Carolina State. He'll be questionable going into the game. And Montac's an important player for thin Gamecock secondary. Uh, Muschamp said earlier this summer that Montac is one of two players in the secondary that can play all three secondary positions. So he's very valuable to that Gamecock defense. Right, and you know Montac is, is essentially the Swiss Army knife of this secondary along with Chris Lamont's uh, Montag, you know, played a little bit at safety last year, played a little bit at cornerback last year. Um, is in his second year with the, this defense, kind of knows what to do, knows what to expect, um, and was figured to be a heavy part of that rotation. Um, maybe not start necessarily with, you know, Fenton and uh, King and uh, Jam Williams kind of made in that cornerback role, but was, was a guy that they were going to bring in when teams wanted to spread the field against him. Was going to be a guy that um, is used. Uh, Mustang obviously said, questionable last night in his call-in show, but you know, questionable and doubtful and all those words get floated out so often. Um, so we really don't know what his status is right now. I mean, they, they said they're going to evaluate um, after the scrimmage Saturday, and they said that they hope to get him back for NC State prep, uh, which starts tomorrow, Friday, um, and goes throughout the week. But we really don't know. Uh, coaches are hoping for good news, and I take that walking boot off and hope that you know, the first stretch fracture healed on his own. Uh, but right now, the, he's very questionable right now for if he's going to be able to play in that first game. And another Gamecock defensive back, Colin uh, Taven Jackson, with a hamstring injury, has been ruled out of the NC State game, and he could miss at least two games, we're told. Right, and you, you never want to see injuries happen regardless of the position group, but the Gamecocks were really, really thin at the beginning of the preseason camp in, in the secondary and on defense. And now they, they really don't need any more guys getting hurt. And uh, Taven Jackson's one of those guys. Um, it was initially thought to be just a general hamstring problem. going to keep him out for a couple weeks during camp. Um, but it's developed into something more that they've, they've noticed that uh, it's a little bit more serious than they originally thought. 
Um, and the original plan was to get him back right before the NC State game, and now it's looking more like um, at least two games. So September 16th would be the first time uh, they'd be able to play him against Kentucky in that night game. Um, but yeah, now the Gamecocks kind of have to figure out what they're going to do in the secondary with, you know, Montag and Tavon Jackson still trying to figure out, you know, their injury status going forward. We'll stay with the secondary, Colin. Jalen Dickerson, we learned last week, Gamecock freshman safety ruled out for the upcoming season. He had surgery last week. What's the latest on him? Right. So he uh, had surgery. Um, it was successful. Much chance that the doctors uh, saw everything they were expecting to see. Nothing really surprised him during surgery. Uh, went well, and Jalen's you know back with the team now. Uh, saw his high school team play last Friday, and they came back um, early this week. Uh, he's with the team now. He was at the team's open practice on uh, Monday, and he's going to start you know starting his rehab once he can, and should be ready to go uh, for next season. So he's a big part of what the Gamecocks want to do going forward. Yeah, the initial report was about three weeks until Dickerson can begin aerobic training. Eight weeks before he can hit the weights and about a six-month full recovery time for Jalen Dickerson. All right, a couple of other Gamecocks on the injury report. Uh, C.J. Freeman, the redshirt freshman running back from Greensboro, still rehabbing from the knee surgery that he had back in December of 2016. And Drake Davis on the injury report, rather vague description of his injury. Colin, a lower body injury is all I've got on Drake Davis. Right, and he, he had that hamstring problem last year uh, that kind of kept him out some. Uh, but – you know, he's a guy that Muschamp said that could come back for parts of, you know, preseason camp and now prep for NC State. Uh, he's hoping to get him back sooner rather than later. That way he can kind of try and fit his way into uh, the rotation of wide receiver. But uh, right now he's kind of behind the eight ball because he's sat out some of camp. Um, he obviously knows the system really well being in it from last year, but um, physically speaking, he's been out of camp for a little bit, kind of, you know, in and out. So, um He's a guy to keep your eye, keep an eye on to see if that thing fully heals up by the season starting in, uh, what are we at, nine days now. That's right, nine days till the season opener, North Carolina State in Charlotte, 3 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. This is Gamecock Central Radio, Emerson Phillips with Colin Taylor. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. You can find it on the App Store and on Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast. Search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. The app is free. Our podcasts are free. Download the app today. A couple of other odds and ends here, Colin. The coaches preseason All-SEC teams were announced Yesterday, four Gamecocks made the All-SEC teams. A couple of first-teamers for South Carolina, tight end Hayden Hurst and linebacker Sky Moore. Everybody likes Hurst. We're expecting a big year from him. And uh, good reports coming out of camp on Sky Moore. You know, we were concerned a couple of weeks ago that maybe the neck injury that kept him out last year, there, there could be some lingering effects, or perhaps he wouldn't be able to perform at the level that he played at in years past. But all signs are go for Sky Moore. Right, and he's, he's excited. He's itching to get back to playing. When I uh, talked to him one-on-one at media day, uh, he said that, you know, he's really looking forward to showing, you know, NFL scouts uh, what he can do fully healthy, uh, kind of showing that he's back. Um, the NFL was very, very close for him, um, waffled with that decision pretty heavily right up to the deadline. Uh, but he's itching to get back and, you know, hit somebody not in the South Carolina jersey for a change. And um, I, he's really not concerned right now about, you know, re-injuring himself. He said once the doctors gave him the all-clear, he was good to go. There was um, no hesitation on his part, and he's back into it fully. Um, and Will Muschamp said that he's had a really good camp, too, and is going to be a, obviously a heavy, you know, used heavily in that defense this year. Two other Gamecocks made third-team All-SEC 
for the coaches. Wide receiver Debo Samuel as a wide receiver and an all-purpose player. And Gamecock offensive lineman Zach Bailey named to the third team as well. And Colin, uh, the University Athletics Department announced that new pyrotechnics will be featured during the 2001 stadium entrance for the Gamecock football team this year. A lot of folks are talking about that this week. Right, and um, from you know what we've seen from – they had a – it wasn't necessarily an open practice, but they had a, a practice that they opened up to uh, upperclassmen at the university and faculty and staff where they kind of unveiled, um, we think, some new video and obviously the pyrotechnics and – from the video that we've seen from it and kind of the, the student and faculty reaction that um, it's it's going to look really, really cool, especially when it's a night game or uh, kind of a big game like that. And when, when it's all decked out in garnet and black, too, the, the labeling hadn't been on there. Uh, but it's just another thing to where they're trying to, you know, all of this is essentially a recruiting tool as well to kind of get, you know, players interested in South Carolina. And uh, they're, they're installing that with the DJ for pregame and you know, intermittently throughout the game. So uh, I think these are positive steps, obviously, uh, trying to enhance game day atmosphere and um, making sure fans of all ages have, have fun at these kind of games. And I think the pyrotechnics are a cool way of kind of getting the younger you know, fan base involved and kind of focused on the game uh, while they're in the stands. Game week is just about upon us here. Will Muschamp had his first call-in show, the radio show of the new season uh, last night. And, Colin, we're going to be rolling out plenty of game week coverage next week here on GamecockCentral.com. Tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have a couple of media availabilities to wrap up the week on Friday and Saturday. So a lot's going to come from that, uh, especially on, you know, linebacker rotations and um, young linebackers kind of getting things together and, maybe what to expect from the running back position if they've named the starter yet with all three coming in. And then um, kind of paying attention to the left left tackle spot and you know different starting spots on the defense, kind of who they expect to contribute uh, at linebacker, obviously, with uh, behind Bryce Nottle-Williams, T.J. Brunson, and Sky Moore. So a lot to... Uh, a lot to digest over the next few weeks leading up to game day. There's, there's a lot to uh, focus on. We've got Gamecock football covered from stem to stern here on GamecockCentral.com. And Colin this week also had a chance to sit down for a one-on-one chat with new Gamecock baseball coach Mark Kingston. That article is on the website right now as well. We encourage you to check that out. Colin, great work as always, and we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. That's Colin Taylor, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So I used the savings from switching to Progressive 30 years ago to buy tickets to the championship game. You know, between those two teams that didn't exist 30 years ago? Yeah, I'm a big Alaska Palm Trees fan. Which is a team now, in the future? So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.